We good? I feel like we're good. Let's. We're waiting for it on the stream. We, we have to wait for it. We do. It always, always. It, You know, it's the delay. It's yeah. the multiple seconds delay. There we go. Yeah, we're good. Perfect. It, it looks lovely. Um, as you guys can see, Paul, I know is already in the chat. Anyone who is in the chat right now, watching the stream, or listening afterwards, or watching afterwards. As you can see, or now here, back. We are back in the studio. Yes, and very excited about it. There's just a buzz around. There is the time <laughs> when you're in the studio. You know, you get it's that. Been, what been three weeks? I think it has. Because we had the week off and we had the Zoom. Yeah, which Zoom worked well. The Zoom worked well. There was a bit of a <laughs> the delay start wasn't with, great. and there was also a bit of a delay with my voice. So apologies yeah. to everyone on that. We're still working out how to do all of that. Like we said last week, you know. We're getting it ready for when we go off, exactly. um, starting in September of next or of this coming year. Um, being said, good to see you both. Thank yes. you for joining the stream. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you could make it. Um, but yeah, we're very excited to be back in the studio and broadcasting together, not remotely. In, we we have to plug it again. Oh uh, again, yeah, of course, 100 percent. Some new merch from the rebrand. What what is what is that that you have on? Is that the so Class on Grass the, official merchandise? Yeah, so this is the Class on Grass Media official merchandise. What what are you? So doing? I personally have the Class on Grass Media Weekly oh. official merchandise. So Cog Weekly official yeah. merchandise. Um, is there something on the back? There is. I, I'm just gonna turn around. I, I think that works. You can see this. We yeah. can see that. Yeah. We can see that. That's that looks great. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. You know, that's why you join the YouTube lives, you know, so you can see. You can see it on body. You can, Yeah, you can make sure that before yeah. you make the purchase, you're making the right decision. Mm, exactly. But yeah, go grab yourself some COG Weekly or Glass on Grass official merchandise. Yes. Very comfortable, I must say. Um, Very. Good service. Yep. Great customer service from. Great oh, shipping. Oh, yeah. Came here in a couple days. Yeah. Right now, actually, they're experiencing a little bit of <laughs> no. currently. Oh no! I do have to say that. Uh, but if you ordered a week ago, you there's just too gone. many orders. Yeah, you know. it's there. If you guys saw, we are out of stock in a few. We are. It's crazy. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Um, but, but I mean, we should get get into it. Oh, we should. We should. You can begin. Welcome back to the Cog Weekly podcast, season three, episode nineteen. So I had to look over for that one. We yeah, are, I just had to double check. We're getting to those numbers yeah. where it's like. Uh, losing track of time well if you think about it so the first season we probably had something close to 40 episodes yeah second season i think we had 38 mm -hmm. and now we're on 19 so i don't know that means like i mean the, the new season close was to five months ago have we had 100 episodes yet now i'm gonna have to check an apple podcast i think it's around 60 last time i checked only 60 no yeah. way no chance. But you can double check that. I'm um, going through and I'm going to see 64. Okay, so it's not even okay. close to 100. But we're going to have to do something. I mean, feel, 100's got to be huge. 100's going to yeah. be insane. I'm expecting a very good turnout for that episode, mm. you know? Yeah. Like exponential growth from now until then. Yeah. But, Paul, I see that you say you're back again, too. Thank you for joining. Wait, hold on. Oh, this is As Paul's always. second account. Oh, he's got two. He, he's doing the double. That's unbelievable for that's you, great paul. paul double likes double views mm -hmm. double comments that's great from you paul super happy about that um but without further ado let's get into it with the trademarked the trademark. cog weekly um ritual that we do every single podcast yeah. and it was changed last episode so getting into it 
It is the Hassani of the week, which is a decision between three players now. Those three players, if you can't see on the screen, are Luca De La Torre, Harvey Elliott, and Danny Alves. So starting yes. with the USMNT ace, the guy who played absolutely unbelievable. Out of the match. Oh, he was so good. He was he great. Was incredible in the coldest game, as we have titled the episode. Uh, we were actually at the game. For those of you wondering, very, very fun place to be. Although people yeah. were probably thinking that it was not necessarily something you'd want to be at because of the temperature, it was definitely worthwhile. Oh, completely. Um, I think just based on... I mean, I don't know if you follow a lot of the USMNT players on Instagram, but uh, they, I mean... A handful of them pretty much all of them on their you know post-match post where it's them in the game they say like picked up the three points or whatever i'd say 90 percent of them were like this was great but i'm never doing this again or yeah. like did you see tim tim way i said i'm retiring if i have to do this <laughs> again and you know you love to see it though. hopefully that's not personal towards Allianz, um, yeah well which is phenomenal stadium. yeah i think it's definitely towards the weather but hopefully they don't have that negative thought when they come here to play again hopefully so hopefully they don't schedule one in february again. i mean yeah it, we couldn't really do much about it i mean just talking about the game two players from the honduras yeah. team going out with hypothermia throughout the game is not ideal for uh just overall players safety in the Concacaf and fifa world Cup qualifiers no and you don't like to see it. No, and I thought, you know, pregame, I thought we were going to probably move it to maybe U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings play um, because it was really that cold. And I was like, me personally, I can bundle up. All the fans can. I don't think that's an issue. Yeah. But for the players, they have to pretty much be down to one layer, maybe two layers. Um, based on what we saw and what you can see on screen, most players had what Luca had with that like thermal underlayer with the, the jazz gloves, yeah. um, as men and blazers say. And, <laughs> and even like, so Matt Turner, I think, was the funniest because yeah. he started the game with, you know, what the quarterbacks have where they keep the hands yep. in the like pouch, the fanny pack. He had one of those, and the ref, like 30 seconds into the game, like argued with him and told him to take it off. Which like I feel like he would have should have known that he couldn't have. Yeah, it. that's a weird one. I was gonna ask. Yeah. Initially, why was that not a red flag? <laughs> yeah. But obviously the ref kind of took care of that, mm -hmm. and then he was able to come back out gloves, um, gloves on, undershirt yeah. on. He didn't have compressions on his legs. I, you did no. see the kneecaps showing, so maybe yeah. a bit of frostbite there. But he doesn't say anything. He's an absolute beast. I mean, it was hilarious to watch. We were sitting next to each other and. Would, for the second half. Yeah, he would just have his hands in his shorts, you know, warm, warmest place on the body, and <laughs> just running back and forth. And, you know, he would run over to the sideline during breaks. I mean, there were a lot of injury breaks. There like, were. Like, just weirdly. Like, the Honduran players would just go down uh, for, like, 10 minutes, and then Matt would go over, and they'd give him a blanket, which I thought was hilarious. So... Really, just funny things. I think it's very mem memorable, at least for us. It was a super memorable game. I mean, yeah. Paul said, um, the Muppet, Craig Burley, oh, yeah. should never be allowed on TV again e after saying... ESPN FC, um, yes. like, pundit. P pundit, yeah. you know, maybe sometimes 
things that Paul doesn't agree with, as we see here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he did say that there would be a half-empty stadium. And I do agree that it's somewhat disrespectful to Minnesota fans who turn up, like Paul said, every week for this kind of stuff, whether it's the uh, the Winter Classic in the NHL, yeah. which was a month ago, and that was negative eights, yeah. or this game, or you know playoff games that were previously at TCF Bank where the Loons used to play, um, and and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was obviously not necessarily super educated to say that. And uh, honestly, I had a quite an experience trying to get in in the first place. So I got there, and oh, of course, yeah. of course, I was like. I had like my ticket ready and I was like, here we go. We're, we're going to get in. This is going to be great. And then I realized that you need a vaccine card to get in anywhere right now. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, shoot, I left my vaccine card at home. This is not good. Yeah. This is not ideal. And I didn't know if I took a picture of it on my phone. So I started going through my camera roll and my fingers immediately just died. Oh, like immediately. Cause I had to take them out of my gloves. Yeah. And so I had to run like a half mile away from the stadium to a, <laughs> like really old pizza shop that was the only thing yeah. that was open walked in asked if i could stay in there as they were closing and they said yes and i went through and i got the vaccine card and went back and i got in the stadium like 25 minutes late so yeah um not a deal i mean it like i said memories to last a lifetime i'd mm -hmm. say um one of my favorite games yeah and like paul said they should know if if they are coming to play in negative degree weather minnesotans take that as like a a challenge yeah They're like seriously we, we have to go like seriously. it's necessary to go because minnesota you know always cold you gotta you gotta just bear it out and, you do um but luca back to the hassani i mean great game i think gotta be one of his only starts probably. yeah it's one of his few starts he's um, he played in the um concacaf games throughout this past summer mm -hmm. and whatnot um and last uh, spring break period like March yeah. April he played in some of those um, but this was one of his only times stepping foot on the field with the U.S. men's national team jersey I mean you could probably count on one hand the amount yeah. of times he has and he put in an absolutely phenomenal performance controlling the game moving around the entire field getting touches on the ball I mean his heat map must have been incredible because yeah. he was absolutely everywhere and it's really good to see because it shows the depth that we have in the USMNT right now. I mean, he plays, I, I said to you at the game, I think he plays for Heracles, and then I kind of second-guessed myself, but he actually looked, he, yeah, does. he does. He plays for Heracles, who are in the Eredivisie. Um, they're not one of the top teams in the Eredivisie, but given that he's you know, in the Eredivisie and not on a top team and still able to you know, come into a USMNT team that is really strong with good players from top leagues and do well shows the amount of depth that we have that's kind of hiding in the rough right now yeah and he i watched his post-match interview and he said it felt good to play like i do for a club it felt like a club performance and if he's playing like that for his club that's incredible Beast. usually um i know last week we had weston on the asani uh choice of three and we said he was really that energy spark, and this game it was pretty much all Luca. McKenny was. was a little more quiet. He was he was quiet. He yeah. did score um, the opening goal, but you know he maybe it was the cold. But Luca really warmed himself up by just dribbling, like every time he got the ball, he looked to turn and dribble and drive forward, which I think has been missing in this. Definitely, team. yeah, yeah. It's something in the Canada game that I think yeah. we lacked 
that uh, direct play, and that's something that people were praising Canada for. They got the ball, and they knew exactly what to do with it. You know, they got it. They turned. They found their outlets. They found Jonathan David. You know, they knew exactly what they needed to do to get into the opponent's half, to get into dangerous areas, and to find the net, even if the game was completely against them and they didn't have the majority of possession. Versus the USMNT has been quite methodical about how they play, but it's been just passing around the back and switching sides and being patient. And at a certain point, you can't be patient anymore and you have to score. And Luca provided us with that sense of urgency to go forward, to find the outlets out to the wingers and through balls and whatnot. And it really sprung us to getting more opportunities in the opponent's box. Now, given it was Honduras who are not as good defensively as Canada. Yeah, and I think... The biggest takeaway um, from that game and from his performance is, uh, like you said, just another option, but it's kind of sad in that way because Tyler Adams obviously didn't play, and he's automatic starter, captain pretty much for the team. Um, McKenney's there. You know, you look at Acosta, who started as well, who got a couple assists because they're all from set pieces. Um, I mean, I don't know what... Musa as well who didn't yep. play what's your kind of ideal midfield three for the u.s at this moment i guess at this moment i would say and i'd say so paul just asked a question in the chat that's what would yeah. be both of your us mnt starting 11s in the world cup and we can actually get to that after we do the hassani of the week yeah, that can be another so. thing that we get to yeah. but if i'm looking at the midfield three currently um you know we're going to play a game tomorrow and we need to win i'm putting tyler adams as the six wes as the eight and Yunus Musa as the 10, or maybe Wes a bit higher and him and Musa kind of an equal playing in, in that regard. So we have a six and two eights or a six and two tens. And I think that is our strongest midfield right now. But I do think that Luca has an opportunity to break into that and get minutes and whatnot um, alongside other midfielders that have been in the pool for quite a while that, mm-hmm. you know, are very solid players, Kelly and Acosta and, and other people who definitely have the ability to, but we'll go over the whole, um, USMNT starting 11 in the world cup after the Hassani, but overall looking at Luca's performance over this past week, I would give him a solid nine. I think that there was not much that yeah. went wrong. The only reason I deduct any points from, uh, his overall rating for the Hassani of the week would just be because of the level of opponent he's playing against. It's you know, true, he's yeah. on a strong side for the USMNT, and he's playing against Honduras, who are second to last in, in negative degree yeah, weather. Exactly. So, so it, you do have to deduct a little bit of points because, you know, maybe he has the advantage playing in the Netherlands in colder weather against a team that's not as strong. Maybe similar to the level of opponents he plays in the Eredivisie. So it's true. Yeah, maybe that's why it was more like a club game for him. Mm-hmm. And moving on to the second player, we have. Harvey Elliott, who we haven't seen for a couple months, I think since September. Yeah, at least. I saw him go out with his injury about uh, three or four months ago, whatever it was. Yep, in that Leeds game. And first appearance back, uh, I believe he subbed on for Liverpool in their FA Cup match, and he scored, which, I mean, it's great. To see. It's a great it is. thing. When great story. You, you really feared that coming back um, – you see those young players get a bad injury and it takes them a while to come back and then they're never the same, but hopefully Harvey is, you know, back to his best and at least can get there in a couple weeks. Uh, but this is a good sign for him. Yeah, no, it is. I'm really happy that he's able to get back. He's fit again. He was able to get on the score sheet 
overall solid performance from him. You know, if I had to, you know, in my rating later and rating it right now, he's not my candidate for Hassani of the week this week, but I think mm-hmm. he deserves that entrance into the pool of the three players, 100%. I agree, I agree. And lastly, I mean, an old school player. Phenomenal, phenomenal performance this some, past week with everything that you want to see from this man. I mean, some say it's a Brazilian hat trick. Oh, it totally um, is. It's <laughs> it's Danny Alves who... I, I, so I watched this game. It was actually one of our prediction games, which we'll get oh, to it is, how, yeah, that, it was. how that turned out. But uh, it was Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid. and Derby. Yeah. Big Derby. The commentators were like, because obviously, okay, so Danny Alves assisted Jordi Alba, classic Barcelona, fullback to fullback goal. Fullback to fullback. I mean, that's how you want it. That's how oh, it Pep, is. Pep draws it up every day. <laughs> and uh, so he gets that assist, and then he also scores in the second half with a brilliant volley as well. Um, and then and then he completes it. He, he completes really completes the hat trick, uh, assist, goal, and red card. And it was extremely dirty. I don't know if you saw it, but like the play had ended. Um, it was on an offside. Carrasco was kind of dribbling. Uh, Yannick, yeah. The ledge. <laughs> the the ref, you know, was about to blow his whistle for offside and. He he just stamped on his calf. Yep, just that's standing for clear it. as day a red card, and he'll complain, but he kind of knew what he was doing. I I think, but I mean that's great. Pretty <laughs> impressive influence considering yeah. he got sent off in the seventieth minute, twenty yeah. minutes before the game ended, and was still able to provide a goal and an assist. Yeah, and like you said, it's the Brazilian hat trick. It's yeah. the Alves hat trick. So is. he can go home with nothing but tears of joy for what a beautiful <laughs> performance joy, yeah. he had. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, having to rate all of them, I would say that my number one player out of this mix of three candidates is Luca, just because I was in person for his performance. He played really, really well. And kind of like last week, you know, where we chose someone who maybe wasn't quite as good as, or um, wasn't, you know, when we chose McKenney, wasn't yeah. as qualified in the level of play as some of the other candidates. Um, the impact that Luca had on the USMNT was so good and so helpful that I think that disregarding quality and level of play and who you're playing against, he was so good on the day. I I respect that, and I think I I can be swayed to Luca. You could. Okay. I I do say Danny Alves. Just What's your rate? So my my rating of Luca was nine out of ten. What's your rating of Luca, and why? Okay, I we can average it then. Nine out of ten, as in performance. Um. For the game, well, no, you got it's not it's the Hassani score. It's oh, just yeah. Well, I'll record it. So, okay. so it's nine out of ten for me. And what did you what are you thinking? I'll go. I'll go nine out of ten because pretty much. So Danny's the, a ten. For Danny, yeah. Wow. No, nine out of ten for Danny too. Oh, I'm, what I'm are you saying, saying for Luca? For Luca, the same. I think it's tied. Oh wow. Okay. For me, but I think I'll go with Luca just so we have a singular. And well, and winner. Paul just said he's voting for Luca as well because he's a biased American. Which we all are. You yeah, know? it's a tough one. Yeah. You know, we have voted. This is our second American possible Hassani of the week yeah. in a row. So well, Sergeant got it last week too. We had two Americans last week. Oh my god. Another one this week. It, it will change. This it, is an American podcast. Yeah. So it's fine. It was. It was a international break these past couple of weeks. So. They kind of deserved it. But, uh, yeah, I've got a spot in my heart for the Danny Alves hat trick, and I think it was unique. I was impressed by his performance at the age he is at. Oh, it's phenomenal. What a great signing from Xavi. I think 
for the sake of the podcast, we'll go with Luca Della Torre as our yeah. Hassani of the week. So two Luca Della Torres from me and Mac, and then also a Luca Della Torre from Paul and a Luca De- Luca Della Torre from the Larson family. Um, they said that they vote Luca too, although he mm-hmm. is the only one that they saw play in person. That would probably sway your vote. You weren't at Anfield or <laughs> Camp New. You weren't at the Camp New. Actually, William Welsh was at Camp New. At the game. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's great. We don't need to like expose who William Welsh yeah. is, but friend of the pod. He is a friend of the pod, and yeah. he was at Camp New, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Luca wins for this week. Another American. Congratulations, Luca. I will at you in the Instagram post after this or in the Instagram story and give you a little congratulations. Yep. So hopefully you can see that and feel good about your mm-hmm. performance, as I always do. You know, these these players see it. Trust me. Uh, they do. They, actually, I reckon there's a chance Luca sees it. Yeah, I think he's, you know, low He's down. low profile enough yeah. to be able to see it. He doesn't have, like, the same Pulisic or McKenney following. I mean, he's he's got to be the same as Hassani, maybe. No, Hassani's definitely got more. Check it out. See how many followers he has. I'm saying, like, 7,000 for Luca. No way. Oh, 7,000. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, he plays in the air division. You know what I mean? I mean, that's great. His last post on Instagram, good game. Um Pulisic commented beast. Yeah, Pulisic knows. Pulisic yeah. should have commented future Hassani of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Hassani so has... So very similar. Hassani has 7,000 as well. Yeah. And Hassani noticed us. So there's a chance Luca notices us. Paul, I know you helped us with tagging Hassani in the one Yeah, Paul, do it again. Do it again. So, we'll, think... so Paul, we'll post another um, another yeah. post like with a little clip from the podcast, and we'll at Luca, and we'll say congrats. Um, and Paul, help us out. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's get him in the notice it, and uh, maybe we'll have him on the pod. Actually, we're gonna be, That'd be doing. Great. It's kind of undisclosed right now and stuff, but we're gonna be doing some more, um, Caden Clark esque videos, uh, starting in a couple months, and we have some lined up, so it should be pretty cool. And again, cool. big things coming. Hey, there's always big there's things always, coming when I mean, you are a class is, and grass media fan. This is just how it goes. Paul but. said he will absolutely do it again. That is phenomenal. I'm so happy about it. Also, thank you, Angie, for uh, liking the setup that we have going yeah. on. She did say that in the past. Um, and so thank you so much for respecting the, the hard work that went into creating this setup. Um, moving past the Hassani of the week, we now have to cover... Um, one of the biggest things that's probably been on people's mind since yesterday, and that mm-hmm. is AFCON. And AFCON has come to an end. It finished with an Egypt versus Senegal game, Salah versus Mane. So great to see two stars from the Liverpool side matching up against each other. Um, and it went to penalties, 120 minutes for the fourth time in a row for Egypt, which is crazy. Yeah. Salah has played 120 minutes times four. In they the have to week. rest him. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but Egypt did not come out on top. They went into penalty shootout, and Senegal won. Um, and Mane was buzzing. Did you see the uh, the Instagram <laughs> post afterwards? I did. He, it, had, he had a bit of, it reminiscent of Lewandowski with the Champions League trophy. Yes, waking up with him. But yeah. reminiscent of the SPA boys uh, yep. varsity soccer <laughs> captains after winning the IMAC conference. Yeah. Um, you know, it was widely televised. People mm-hmm. knew about all of that stuff. So. Yeah. We are freely able to talk about mm-hmm. it because COG fans know what's up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great to see that he was celebrating. And then did you also see the parade back in Senegal? I mean, it was It was scenes. incredible. I did see that. It, there was just a actually sea of people. Thousands of people. Flooding like, the streets. Not 20,000. Like, I'm saying plus 100,000 people. 
it was insane. And the players were like on top of a city bus, it yeah. looked like. Yeah. And it was just so cool. It was like so sick. You couldn't see the ground. It was just yeah. all people waving their flags and everything. And it was their yeah, first ever AFCON trophy. So um great for Mane. He's done so much for his uh hometown I've uh read about and you know, it's great to see. Although I almost chose the winning AFCON team, which you have to give me credit for. I you chose, were close. I chose Egypt at the start. And... To be fair, when you looked at the Egypt versus Senegal lineups, Senegal had the stronger side. Okay, so yeah, I saw that too, and I was like, Senegal are insane. Really, really good. They have Koulibaly. Koulibaly. Ismailia Star from Watford. Mendy. Mane, Mendy. I can't um, remember. They had PSG player. Yeah. Like, oh, they had, a, they had just gay. Yep. I mean, just solid yeah. top five European League team yeah. uh, players, and really solid. I'm I'm excited to see how they do in the World Cup. I am. No, that's going to be very yeah. interesting. Well, they they were the team that uh, yeah scored the first goal in 2014 or 2010, and then did the dance afterwards, right? No, that that was like South Africa, wasn't it? it I it might have been close. It, it was in South, South Africa. South, South Africa. Maybe was... it was. Senegal. It was either it was Senegal or South Africa. Yeah, it was one of the two. And they, but I I also saw so last World Cup, I forgot they were the team that got knocked out because of the, like technicality because they were tied with another team I forgot who. Yeah. But they had to go out because they had or the like the fair play rule. Yeah, it was they the had cards. Yellow card. Yeah, it was the cards. I mean that's just yeah they, they so they've been good. They should have made the knockout rounds last yeah. World Cup. Hopefully they do better. Um, the next one. Paul said that he had to go and whine some Liverpool fans after seeing that Salah wasn't in the AFCON team of the tournament. That's actually crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't necessarily have the most influential AFCON performance. But I did for see a that too, yeah. player of his caliber, you would expect that even then he gets into the team of the tournament. He did well, though. He had a couple Well, they goals, also went to the final. Just, like, yeah. Come on. The goal, Their goalie did do really well. And yeah. They hadn't missed a penalty. So you said they went to penalties the last three games of the tournament. Four. Four games. They hadn't missed a penalty the whole tournament until the final, and yeah. they missed two. Yep. So, I mean, they're Unfortunate being scenes. perfect on penalties until the final. Was and Mane missed a penalty during... During the game. Yeah. And then scored the winning penalty, which, you know, that's... It makes you feel good as well. Oh, it does. Yeah. It does. Mane was probably having a good time celebrating. There were celebrations in New York as well. And I did, yeah, we did see that. Hopefully, COVID has not infected too many of the players during True. their celebrations and parading around Senegal. But let them have cities. fun. Honestly. Let them have fun. Yeah. I mean, first the, trophy for Senegal. Ever. The clubs have to. Liverpool has to be lenient in bringing both. Mo and Saudi. They should have a rest. They totally should. I mean, Mo has played, what, 480 minutes in the last week and a half? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's just not right. Rivas said that he's back. Welcome, Rivas. It's good to see you. I hope you're doing well. Um, And let us know if you want us talking about anything. Moving from AFCON uh, back over to a question that Paul had uh, during the Hassani of the Week time. Um, which is ideal starting eleven for the World Cup for the USMNT. Um, who do you want to begin? Who do you think would be your backline and goalkeeper? Okay, I I think we can do a combined one. That's true. Yeah. But I'll goalkeeper. We, we can start with goal. Line. Yeah, we can start with goalkeeper. I so I was talking 
um to Brian yeah after the game and he we were both saying like well Stefan has to once he's healthy he has to be that number one goalkeeper spot and I said I don't know that's what I'm thinking Matt Turner new deal to Arsenal not confirmed yet but pretty much it's basically there yeah doing very well for New England last season and he'll he's staying with New England for the start of the season until yep. the summer, so he he will have more minutes pretty much than Stefan um altogether before the World Cup in the next fall. So honestly I'd do Matt Turner. If I'm not gonna fight you on it. I yeah. think it's so even. I think it's, it's so even. It is Zach even. Zach is obviously one of our, you know, our highest quality goalkeepers that mm. we have in our system and that we ever have had other than maybe Tim Howard. Um but Matt Turner and Ethan Horvath, although he's lower. I mean, he down. had a great, he had a great performance against Mexico. Yeah, I just but he I hasn't think really done much. I think they're in contention depending yeah. on how friendlies prior to the World Cup go. I think that there's a chance it's Turner. I think there's a small chance that it's uh, Horvath, and I think that there's a sixty percent chance that it's Stefan. But I would still say that Matt Turner is my favored one. Yeah, I'd say Turner on form, yeah. which form is huge for a goalie as well. Totally. Um, so we'll go Turner in the back. Turner in the back. Now we got to go. Right let's, go back. let's go center backs first. Center backs first. So this one's a tough one because, right, John Brooks wasn't in this squad. No. And, and he's had a bit of a dip. He has. So it's apparently um, Greg said that it's purely form-based and it's yep. just form with Wolfsburg that he's talking about where there's been a dip mm-hmm. and i think that this is kind of a strange one because wolfsburg are playing in the bundesliga and he is a starter for them and they're not doing that well but just because wolfsburg aren't doing that well doesn't mean that john brooks isn't doing that well so you're kind of basing the whole team off of him um and they didn't even bring him in at all no. to the team he wasn't even in the squad in any way so i think I think you bring him back. I don't know if he starts. I mean, you have Miles Robinson and you have Chris Richards, you know, and you have um, Man Bun. Zimmerman. Yeah. I, I mean, I've become more and more of a fan of Zimmerman. So for me personally, I would almost start Zimmerman. If it was group stages, first game, I'd start Zimmerman to see what the level he's at. And then... I'd start so, Chris Richards with him. That's my point of view. So yeah, I was gonna say, um, Miles Robinson has started pretty much every game for Greg, I feel like. Yeah. And that seems to be his favorite center back out of the three. Uh or out of like the four or five, but I'm not a huge fan of Miles. He seems to have a bit of a mistake in him. That's the one on thing the I'm ball. worried about. On the ball. It's just won a have, game, but yeah. that can be really costly. Yeah, he seems to have a mistake in him on ball off the ball he's just a very good defender he's a beast but i don't see i mean zimmerman might be worse pretty much on the ball than robinson but he's I, a veteran he's yeah a, i don't he's, a, he's that like insane center back that yeah, you need to have like exactly like just going in for tackles and stuff and like you said i think richards is very good on the ball and i, would, I really like chris richards i would probably put him he's someone i want to get on the podcast to be fair yeah like i'm not gonna <laughs> lie chris richards would be a good guy to get on the podcast i think that would so that's our two center backs. I, do yeah. Do you agree with Walker? 
Zimmerman? Yeah, I think Walker Zimmerman and Chris Richards. Um, Paul said I would that be he quick w- to take Zimmerman out. I would, but I think he can be that veteran for yes, us. Um, Paul said Robinson and Richards um, and Brooks in the back with Dest. Oh, uh, so he's saying Robinson Anthony Robinson. Oh, yeah, Anthony, not Miles. I was like, Richards and Br- I think Brooks would be good, especially for the World Cup for experience, but... I don't know. It's a, like I think he definitely deserves being in the squad. I think he was completely yeah. shafted not getting into the team. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but, true. it's true. But um I I wouldn't say that he deserves to start right now. And yeah. I think you got you gotta make some rotations and friendlies pre World Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, assuming that we get there. That's yeah. the other thing. Like we did win to Honduras, but you know, we still gotta close the next window well. Um so yeah, that's that's the center backs. As Out, far as fullbacks, fullbacks, I feel like it's pretty. It's it's a Robinson Dest. Anthony yeah, Robinson, Anthony Robinson Sergio and Serginho Dest. There hasn't been another fullback that is rotated in that's looked better than those two, especially at left back. I think Anthony Robinson is really our only left back at this point. Yeah, and, which is a bit concerning. You played DeAndre Yedlin at left back, but yeah, he's also and we played Dest back to the MLS. Yeah, we've, so. we've played Dest at left back before, and he yeah. just hasn't been as effective, but. Yeah, I agree. Those two are pretty much totally. given. And then... Let's so go yeah. with the triangle in the middle. So yeah, However I think we're we going to... with a three. I think I'm going with a one, two in the middle. I think six two... and two eights. Yeah, I think two players are pretty much a given. I think that Tyler Adams at six and Wes at eight yep. is a given. And I think it's that, that last Eunice Musa is kind of on thin ice for that last position in the middle. I think right now he has it for me, and I really rate the guy, but you do have players coming right behind you, like Luca De La Torre, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree with you. When he made that like official switch to be a U.S. player, that was like the best I've seen from him. Um, I think that was the last year during those friendlies, but since then, he hasn't played bad, like you said. He just hasn't really impressed me like McKenney and Adams do every single game. So I think it is still Musa, um, which is the obvious choice, but I would also not be surprised if maybe, maybe if we needed to go more defensive against a better team, maybe go Acosta and Adams in yeah. there with McKenney in front of them. I would, I would rate that if we're winning. Yeah. Bring Acosta in, play him and Adams as two sixes, McKenny in front of them, mm-hmm. let McKenny roam and just tackle people like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can sit back. So that's like a that's like another way that we could do it. Paul said he'd go McKenny and Adams as two DMs with Reyna as a 10. That's a good point. We haven't really almost, mentioned yeah. Geo, but I don't think Geo breaks into the midfield. I don't like we'll, Geo in midfield. I like him we'll, as well. We'll yeah. get into that in the future. But yeah, I think Luca del Torre and uh, Acosta could definitely rotate for Musa depending on the situation in the game. If we're losing, then maybe put Luca in to give that more, like we said, direct drive into the attack. If we're winning, maybe bring Acosta in for that solidity. But so yeah, front three, whichever way, maybe, I mean, obviously we could go wingers, one striker, two strikers, a false nine, whatever. I, for my front three. Just three attackers. That's for, for my front three, I'm playing... A false nine, mm. a left forward and a right forward. Okay. So this is kind of creating a diamond midfield. Yeah. And that means that Musa and McKenney would be more roaming centrally. More, yeah, okay. My false nine is Geo. And I agree. I would love him to drop in in a central role, but 
in a forward position where he's able to get forward and make supporting runs on two left and right forwards who aren't getting our width. I'd like our width to come from Anthony Robinson and Sergio Dest, but are able to make direct runs as those forwards. So for me, Gio is in that number 10 spot. Brendan can sub in there. Yep. Christian can sub in there. And that's a big thing. I'm saying Christian can sub in. Really? I'm not putting Christian Pulisic in my starting level. <laughs> um, but that's my sound. How are you doing? That? Hold on. We'll, we'll see. Um, Paul, I disagree. Pulisic on the left, completely disagree. Um, but yes, Geo at my center forward. What are you saying? Wow. And you can change I, away the front positioning. I agree with Geo as a kind of false nine. Two ahead of him is Pepe and Pulisic. I don't, I don't really see how you're leaving Pulisic out of the starting eleven. He, in big games, he always shows up for us, even if he's not affecting the game like ninety minutes. So I'd. I'd love to hear your reasoning, but Pulisic is just one of those that you have to have in your squad, in your starting 11, play the whole game. Um, Aronson, like you said, doesn't quite fit the starting 11 at the moment, and Pepe's really, even though he is low on form, I mean, we don't really have a striker option. Yes, we do. Who? Here we go. Ready? Here's my friend, too. You better not say... Jossie. I'm not saying Josie. Jossie. I'm not saying Josie. Right. We have two strikers. One, Ricardo Pepe. We know that he's a good, proven striker. Well, not proven, but he's good. He's young. He has talent. I put him on the right. Um, He can make some action happen. Remember, we're getting our wing backs up and we're having them whipping crosses. Left forward, Jordan Pifok. Right now, 13 goals, 19 games in the league with 19 goals on his whole season. Playing for young boys in yeah. Switzerland. I'm telling you right now, bring this guy in. He will get goals. He will get headers. He's I'm, a beast. Yeah. That, that's Sub a perfect, Pulisic in for That's Gio a perfect option for Pepe. No. I want two of them. No. I want two of them. I would rather actually have Pulisic and Wea up top than... I don't even have Wea in my front or in my side. Yeah, I know. So the, there we go. To finish it out... Our front three is kind of debatable. It's because I want the U.S. to play crossing. Yeah. And I think Pulisic I think then the has to sit in the middle. I think the fullbacks should definitely... I agree. I think we should be narrow up top and be wide from the fullbacks. And I don't know. Yeah, Paul, I agree. I think P-Folk is definitely completely able to take that peppy spot for me. Um, but Pulisic has to be... He just has to be there. There's, I don't see an argument. I haven't seen Pulisic. the right performances from him over this international break or the last one. I just haven't. He's just our guy, though. Yeah, he. You can have a dip in form. He's our most. He's one. He's the most talented U.S. player ever. If he starts going back to what Christian did for us two years ago, put him back in the team, change the formation, move Gio out to the left, so play Pulisic as a attacking mid, take Musa out. And then play Tim Weah on the right and Jordan Peefock up top. That's fine. But I don't think that Pulisic is in good enough form even over the past like year and a half. Wow. He's so it... in and out with Chelsea even. He's in you're and out. Not, you're not playing the LeBron James of soccer. I'm not playing the LeBron James of soccer. So you think... Well, I am. I'm subbing him in. You think... Right? The... I'm subbing him in. He's, he's talented Sorry, and help, he's quality. Help me here, Sonny. Yeah. You think 
the Lakers if LeBron's not having a good season. He's not the LeBron! (laughs) If LeBron's not having a good season, Lakers aren't going to not start LeBron. Like, come on. He's always starting. Yeah, but Pulisic is not the LeBron of soccer. This is what... This is what Pawn Stars (laughs) thought of Christian. It's banter. It's banter. Okay, but... But at the same time, you have to... I agree. Bring and Donovan back. No, Angie, no, 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 no. I think a Clint Dempsey, <laughs> Clint Dempsey, Josie Altidore starting. Tim Howard coming back from yeah. NBC Sports. Let's bring the 2017 unqualified World Cup <laughs> team that didn't qualify. And then let's add Kevin Molino. Michael Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get Kevin Molino to transfer. Switch his citizenship. Yeah. And let's get him in the team. He's the yeah. reason we didn't go. Yeah. So why not bring him? Yeah. I mean, do you not see everyone disagreeing with everyone you? in the chat's disagreeing with me? You and I understand that I'm on limbs here. It. I respect that you're being so bold. I, I do not. <laughs> I do not respect the opinion. If he comes back into form, I told you you can change it. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> That's, thank you, Paul. We literally have him hanging behind us. Oh, just cross his name out. So you're saying this version, Dortmund version? That's what I'm saying. Well, even early Chelsea, right when COVID was done, COVID, Chelsea. COVID Pulisic was one of the best players in the league. <laughs> <laughs> but Alexi lost, oh, God. waiting to be called I up. I would not yet. watch the World Cup. I would literally turn it off. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I, we can't say that because we did post an article about Alexi and there was an interview on Glass and Grass Media. <laughs> I respect him as, <laughs> as a person, but... Yeah, he's he's a bit too old for me at center back. No, so Dortmund Pulisic, yes. Um, COVID Pulisic, 100%. But Pulisic, post-COVID lockdown orders, you know, when fans are back in mm-hmm. stadiums, no. We we can we should get a chart um, about his form. So I'd, no, Argentina should not drop Messi because of PSG form, Paul. That is not what I'm thank saying. Thank you, Paul. That is not thank a comparison you, that actually makes sense, though. Yeah. It's he is not the Lionel Messi of the U.S. He's team? not. He's not that level. Yeah. You can't say he's that level. I think we should leave this because we're we have other things to talk about, but we can definitely I, come back to this because this is we, a good. We are coming back to this. You guys are gonna see. We could probably make a whole episode about this. You guys will see. Okay, if he comes back into form, play him. But right now. I don't think he deserves to be on the team sheet in the starting 11 at the current moment. Are you a Greg fan? Not really. Because that's what Greg would do. Greg did that against Honduras. He left him out of the starting 11. I was respecting that, though, that decision during the Honduras game. And we won. Let's be real. We did win. 3-0. Pulisic scored. (laughs) Yeah, but he subbed in. He's a super sub. So you think bringing... So, okay, are you saying he's a guaranteed sub? Oh, yeah, totally. He's coming in almost every single game for a good 30 to 40 minutes. No well, matter what. Because he has... Just no, because he has, what, he has what you're talking about. He has that ability to just change the game completely. Yeah. But when he's not in form, I don't want him to take away from the ability that the team has to succeed with the team's chemistry and with you know the style of play that they're going to go for. I believe that the team is more important than the player. Yeah. And I think that our team can function better without Pulisic when Pulisic is not informed. Mm-hmm. 
So take Pulisic out, sub him in to change the game. If Pulisic's in form, he can completely make our team better without anyone else doing anything. But I don't think he's in form right now. And I don't think that's necessarily a question. Like he did score against Honduras, but look at like his past five matches. He's not in form. He's not in form now, but... He could go into form. That's what I'm saying you started. Okay, but back to that... Um, I think it was, was it the Gold Cup or Nations League final against Mexico where I don't... Bins, actually. I don't yeah. see any other player on our team scoring an upper 90 penalty in that situation except Pulisic. Like, if we have... If we're in... The first, if we're in the round of 16 of the World Cup, last minute penalty, you're saying, I mean, obviously, at, from what you're saying, Pulisic would be in the game. Yes. I still think Pulisic playing the whole game is just more effective. Just, I just think that he, when he's, he's just not the clutchest player form, we have. I just, yeah, he is. Yeah. But I think when he's not in form, the team can perform better than like with him out of the squad than him in the squad it's a similar analogy and people get heated about this too but ronaldo is possibly hurting united and people have very separate opinions about this very separate but could united do better and be more free-flowing in their attack without ronaldo this is another point of discussion no, I'm not going to get into this. It's one. just if, yeah, it's just different reasons that they brought Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo's role. Yeah, I just think like right now with form, he scored off the bench, and that, like I said, that's what I would do. I would bring him in off the bench. I'd start him maybe next game, but I'm not convinced that his form's good. Paul said Pulisic is in form for the USMNT though, but you watch the last three games, other than Honduras, last two games before that, and he's not. He, like he's not contributing really to the attack. He's not creating. He's he's I I feel he's out of form, completely. Yeah, I we can move on, but yeah, we'll move on from that just because it's it's getting yeah. later in the pod. But this is like I don't know. It's Paul. You really stirred up some controversy asking us to go yeah. over our USMNT World I Cup rosters. It. Um, we have to move to the FA Cup now. Uh, yeah, starting with a huge game. Wait. What? What are you looking up? Hold on. What? Oh, okay. What do you think it oh, was? Oh, okay. So, you see how it says 49 Yeah, for, for Pulisic's value. I clicked here and said 200. 219. Oh, my god. For our full squad. Yeah, but yeah. I, I thought it had him. Okay. Yeah, he's not 219 million. Okay, Epic Cup, Magic. Kidderminster Harriers, 2-1 loss to West Ham. Unfortunate. Um, We're going over this one first because I feel like this is arguably one of the best games that we've seen in the FA Cup in... I mean, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Kidderminster Harriers are currently in the uh, National League, which is the fifth division fifth of English football. Um, they have been, they were in the National League last year and the year before. Um, so they've been pretty steadily, uh, you know, in that division and that level for the past couple years. And they have made it to all the way to the fifth round or fourth round of the. FA Cup, and they faced off against West Ham. They got the first goal, which was a great volley that made it 1-0 from Penny, but then Declan Rice scored in the 90th minute to make it 1-1. It was a fantastic goal. It was a really good goal. Really, really But it really goal. just tears your heart oh, it out. it does. Because 5th Division versus top Premier League team, taking them all the way to the 90th minute, then it makes it 1-1. You go into extra time, Jared Bowen comes out with a goal in the 120th minute 
of extra time. They left it late in they left both regulation late. and extra time. And so did, uh, did you see the post-game pictures of David Moyes having a beer with yeah. the coaches in the locker room? That's what it's all about. Oh, it though. is. You could tell, and I think Moyes said it in his uh, press conference too. You know, he was like, he was like, yeah, we shouldn't have won that. And if if, if I wasn't coaching this team, I would have wanted Kinderminster to go through. And it's just, you know, that's just football. Like, yeah, these things happen. Obviously, the team, pretty much everyone, probably even West Ham fans were like, ah. oh, it'd be great if <laughs> it, it'd be great if they went through, but. Uh, it's just great to see. This is what the FA Cup's all about. And I know um, Raj from Men and Blazers has stirred up some conversation about, like, the U.S. should have one. Yeah. Of, like, MPSL, USL. Well, they do. But not all the way down to the bottom. Open Cup. I don't think it's all the way down to the bottom. It, it goes to MPSL. So it doesn't go to UPSL. Yeah. But not at, like, I feel like it's not at the scale of that. No, not at all. Yeah. Okay, because you look at these MPSL or USL2 versus yeah. MLS games, and no one goes. Literally no one. Yeah. And you also never get teams that go on runs. You never get that, partially because, you know, the Open Cup hasn't been, um, like, widely known or broadcasted for very long um but also just because i think there's a bigger discrepancy in our usl league two and npsl teams compared to mls versus the national league and premier league teams i just think there's a bigger discrepancy but do you think that would help like expanding it more or just advertising more or doing something to just i think it would help u.s soccer a lot i would i do think it would if it ever got to the grassroots stage, football is so important if it ever got to the stage of the fa cup where there are those fairy tale runs in those stories i think it'd yeah. just be incredible but yeah um another one borum wood also a national league team beat bournemouth so they're through the next round against everton um it was at bournemouth they scored i think in the 39th minute and held on and i was watching the last like 15 minutes of the game and i mean they're not in shape i mean they're in shape but they're not like Premier League in shape. So. Not quite. Those lads were really pushing, you know, the boundaries of their body. They were. <laughs> it's like the the thing we talked about maybe two months ago where the guy ate a pie in the goal. It's just great. It is. The FA Cup's great. The FA Cup brings out the best yeah. in people. It like, really you does. You wouldn't find anything else like it. And it was just hilarious because they'd sub on these players in like the 90th minute. <laughs> and they just... They're not soccer players. Like they don't not look quite. Like, not <laughs> not quite. quite. And then they just like kind of jog half pace around. Yeah. But it it's a great story. They celebrated in the corner with their away fans and into the next round. Hopefully they can beat Everton. Although yeah. Everton may have a bit of a a bounce with yeah. Frank. So yeah. Um. I mean, I think that rounds up our yeah. FA Cup games. That we wanted to highlight. We are also running behind schedule yeah, we currently. Are. We don't want to keep you guys up. Uh, for too long. So we're going to finish out with the good old predictions. Now, I didn't have my best week yeah, predictions. We probably last should week. review. We we definitely should. Yeah. So last week, um, we predicted three games. We predicted Argentina versus Colombia, not Chile. 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 <laughs> not Chile. Colombia. We predicted yeah. Celtic versus Rangers, a big rivalry game. And we predicted Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid. So. I, unfortunately, was at a record of 3-3. Three and three. 
when those predictions happened. And now I'm at a record of three and six. So yeah. I'm not doing so hot with the old predictions. You were at a record of what was it? I'm four and five, which... But what were you before? I was two and four. So you had a much better week. So yeah, I, I predicted the Argentina win and the Barca win, which if you look back at our last pod, I was like jokingly, I was like, yeah, I literally said, I'll sacrifice my record <laughs> just so we have a different prediction. Yeah, no, you did. I remember that. Yeah. You did. I was like, you know what? Whatever. And then they go up. Like four one. Luis Suarez couldn't quite four two, but he actually had a good game. Did you see Luis Suarez got a goal and an assist? Mm-hmm. But he couldn't quite pull it off for the Atletico fans. And like we yeah. talked about before, Danny Alves with the Brazilian hat trick. Brazilian hat trick led them to victory over at Barcelona. Uh, the three games that we are predicting this week for a hopeful um, salvaging of my record uh, is Nice versus Marseille, yes. um, Wolves versus Arsenal and Atletico Bilbao versus Valencia. I'm glad that I got all six of those clubs. Correct. That's great. I, I mean, you know, we should do a badge quiz that that's... next time we need, See, I would have gotten Colombia's wrong. <laughs> you would have, even though it says Colombia on, <laughs> <Actually? laughs> yeah, on the badge. That would be fun to do a, like a badge quiz, uh, see if we can guess them. I think we do. All right. Ah, uh, yeah. I think saying that, would that be... we'd probably not. Nah, it, badges are pretty simple. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, no, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so for Nice Marseille, it's a Coupe de France quarterfinal game. Yeah. So basically, like the FA Cup. Yeah. But it's um for context, Marseille are second in Ligue 1 with 43 points and Nice are third. So it's actually a big matchup in it terms is. of table even though it's not in the league play. Yeah. Um Two who strong do, teams. Yeah. Who do you got in this one? Um, I ch- I purposely chose two games be- besides the Wolves and Arsenal team that would they're close yeah. in the table, but we don't really know a whole lot about their season. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Marseille. I think if I take the favored team here, mm-hmm. you know, one point ahead of Nice, uh, in the table, yeah. they are a place ahead of Nice as well. And I think that if I take the favored route, I'm more likely to start salvaging my record. So that's the only reason I'm gonna do it. But You're trying to go three and zero. I'm definitely trying. To go <laughs> well, obviously we're all we're both trying to go three and zero. You're not trying to. Go <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to go one yeah. and two today. Yeah. Okay. And I think it could be a rule that one out of the three we can have the same prediction on. Yeah. Well, I think we can. I think there right? has to be one where we're different. So you, th- you can. You can do two. 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 Okay. So you said a win. Yeah, I'm saying, a, I'm saying a win for Marseille. That's um, big M, right? Yes, the big and M. it has to be a win because it's a quarterfinal game. It's a knockout game. So yeah, we can't go draw on this one. Yep. Um, I'll be different. I'll go Nice. Nice. Um, so you're gonna copy me on the next two? No. Well, I don't know. I don't know what your prediction is, but um, yeah, next matchup, a more familiar Premier League. Uh, Premier League's back midweek. It actually starts tomorrow. Yep. Um, Wolves Arsenal. Wolves are in eighth. Two points behind Arsenal in sixth uh, with 36 points. And Bruno Lage got manager of the month, which just shows you how well Wolves have done um, climbing the table. They were pretty low just obviously a month ago. But yep. I do you want me to go first? Or you? you got it. Okay. <laughs> Wolves at home. Um, the Molyneux. Paul, Molyneux is Paul, we're in the same kind of mindset here. Uh, Molyneux, a fortress, as one might say. Um, I, I'm going with the Wolves win. I'm not. Okay, well I'm, that's good. I'm going for three and zero. Oh. 
So I'm going for an Arsenal win. So you're here. Arsenal. Okay, so you're being boring and picking. No, the, just the wait. Favorite team just wait. I'm um, Arsenal on this one. Arsenal are quality. Arsenal are very quality. If you can hear the <laughs> ruffling of papers, it's because Suddy's hard at work to try to make sure you know recording. We everything. get all of this recorded. Transcript. Oh yeah, the, he's the he's doing a. He actually he, writes. He writes the subtitles for the YouTube. Yeah, everything we say. He down. he currently transcribes yeah. literally everything. Handwritten, not even like typewriter. Yeah. So you're. Arsenal win for Leo. Yep. Wolves win for me. Nice. What are the names of the teams for the last few? Atletico Bilbao is the first one, and the second one is Valencia. Athletic, athletic Club. Athletic Club Bilbao. It's a great name. A great badge. Oh, it is. It's phenomenal. Great badge. little badge there. You got a, like a skyline and <laughs> some stripes. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Valencia's, I'm not really sure yeah. what's going on with that. Um, For this match, it is a Copa del Rey semifinal. Uh, it's leg... Yeah, it's leg one, yeah. so it could be a draw. It, it could be. to keep that in yeah. mind. Atletico Bilbao beat Real Madrid in the quarters, um, and there's only four points between them in La Liga. So, again, a very close matchup. We don't follow La Liga religiously, so we don't know how these teams are necessarily performing um, consistently and how they do uh, on the field. More we know just about the results and whatnot. Um, but I really like Atletico Bilbao, so I'm going with an Atletico Bilbao win here. That's nothing to do with tables, nothing to do with points. I'm a, I like I really, really like Atletico Bilbao as a squad. This is where we're the same. See, uh, it's allowed. I love the Williams brothers. Yes, yes, Inaki. Inaki, and then his brother is on the wing yeah. as well, and mm-hmm. that's a great little duo there. And yeah, I mean, if you beat Real Madrid, you got something to you. So it's true. Leg one, I think they'll make a statement. Maybe Valencia. Come back, not enough in the leg two, and but yeah. So hold on, wait. Paul just said it's Atletico Bilbao, not Atletico. Is yeah, that true. A, yeah. Is so what yeah. is it? So Athletic is it, Club it, Bilbao. It, so it must be in Spanish. It must be Atleti Bilbao. Because maybe you know what I mean. Atletico Madrid is Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Athletic Club Bilbao is. Yeah, but that's the English version. I'm trying to figure out what Spanish would be. I think it'd be Atleti Atleti Bilbao. Maybe something like that. Paul's yeah. had Lenny dreams of playing for Athletic Bilbao, uh, but who's gonna tell him? Paul, don't don't ruin my dreams like this. None of that. No, this with is the Williams brothers. Yeah, I'm gonna play with the Williams brothers. I'm gonna ban you from the chat if you say anything like that. Again. That would be unwise. <laughs> that would actually be really unwise. <laughs> One of our most vocal and verbose yeah. members out of the chat. Um, Sam Paul Brown said, uh, "Full America, McBride, and they're going on about full." America. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. But, I mean, Fulham, definitely an American dream. It's true. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. So we have them down. So we're different on two out of three. Yep. Last one, we're the same. So we will see. Imagine a change. I crawl back to 500. If you I'm cra- sensing it. If you crawl back to 500, that would mean I would go down to five and seven, and I'd be where you are. Well, actually, not as bad as you are. You're, you're three down. Yeah, I am. It's just not great. No, it's um, not. But, yeah, I think. That concludes the yeah. podcast for this week. Hopefully, you all enjoyed it. There was a bit of banter going on, a little bit of argument going on, you know. I, I think we could do that more often. Oh, totally, yeah. If I we mean, we could set up a couple. Oh, also, the chat can spark in with some hot topics and debates. So yeah. now you, you guys want to see us, you know, not agree on everything. Yeah. So, um, so popping with the chat put some hot topics like Paul did, you know, asking for the starting 11s for the USMNT and we'll try to cover them. You know, we have a plan of what we're going to go over, but we can try to squeeze anything in. So yeah, thank you guys for being vocal in the chat today. Um, 
And thanks for just tuning in overall. Hopefully you have a good night and a good rest of your week. And we'll be back next week, Monday, same time as normal, 8.30 p.m. to start your week off on a bang. Peace. There we go.